0: Hey guys, G-Man here. Thanks for downloading this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart, Thunderblogsports.com's baseball podcast. Matty D has returned and we find out what he's been up to in this past month. We also get his picks for awards at the end of the season as he missed the Megapod with us. And then uh, we do a little weekly awards, beer corner, stadium snacks, a special bleacher creature, and uh, take a look at the week ahead. As always, please like, share, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all those great social media sites. But now, enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to this episode of the Bullpen Cart. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man. And I'm sitting in a stranger's home. It feels like forever since I've had this this man on, or since he's been on our show. Mr. Matty D! Matt, what's going on, buddy? Oh, great week we're looking up at here. It's already Wednesday.
1: We're halfway through the week. Oh, yeah. We're pushing hard to get through it. Uh,
0: working for the weekend.
1: All right, I, I, I could not agree more, but we are we're deep in baseball season. I mean, a lot of other things going on in the sports world, but
0: we're deep in baseball season now. Yeah, a lot of news coming your way in terms of <sighs> coverage. I would but.
1: agree. And not only that, we're starting to really see a clear picture of what's going to happen as we start to dig in. The trade deadline is coming up this coming Monday, so obviously that's a big day in baseball. Oh yeah. After what was I know I missed this, but wonderful All-Star festivities and Oh yeah. what we witnessed in the inhuman Beat Rocket Science Aaron Judge over there who is who is a master. And we'll talk about him a little later in the oh, yeah. episode today, but I mean it's been it's been a fascinating year in baseball. It has. It, it looks a little bit like the NBA in the fact that you've got a couple of quote unquote super teams. Now I, I know it's baseball, so it's a little different, but I mean, we were watching the Astros and the Dodgers do what they're doing. Now, obviously, there's a lot of other good teams in baseball this year, but it's been pretty wild to watch. It looks like the Cavs and Yankees, i mean, sorry—the Cavs and Warriors are lining up for a showdown. There is a lot of other really good teams in baseball this year.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And the cool thing that we're seeing—and you know, we've—I've talked about this a million times—but it's cool to see a lot of young teams really coming into their own. Um, you know, a lot of young hitters, a lot of young pitchers. We've we've seen. You know, the ups and downs in terms of pitch counts and whatnot. And there's actually a cool article I read today about sort of how the Strasburg, five years later, what it's done to the landscape of baseball. But it's cool to see the young guys doing it. It's not just the Harpers, the Trouts. Trout just came back from injury, of course. Um, But, you know, those guys. But you're starting to see those younger names come into play. And it's been fun to talk about in terms of our awards. Uh, Certainly a little different than what we had drawn it up to be before the season (laughs) in terms of awards because young guys have done so well. But, man, it has been a while. Let's um, let's get it. let's get the a new segment, the Chronicles of Matt. <laughs> Feels like you've been all over the world.
1: Well, I wouldn't say all over the world. I'd say more of all over the Northeast, which I can never leave. Obviously, well, I can't get too far away from Philadelphia. It's my home. You know, it's so. Um, but I have been, I have been out and about, which is why I have not been as constant on the pod as I normally would be. Uh, I actually just this weekend I had the great opportunity to play. At a premier golf course, uh, that is Wingfoot, Winged Foot Golf Course up in New York. It's gonna host the US Open in twenty twenty. Infamously a, in
0: 06, co- too.
1: Correct as well. One of
0: many film meltdowns. Oh,
1: so close again. Uh wonderful golf course, wonderful facility. Clubhouse was beautiful. Um I've been i been at the beach a little bit too much for the pod. Um, you know, it's it's on me. It's on me. Um I you know, I've been I've been moving and shaking though. Yeah. I you know I gotta make July's sure. has
0: been it's been a weird month for both of us. I discovered with the 4th of July week and the All-Star week and then last week and this week as well with me moving, a lot of lot of stuff going on. So we're, you know... Well, it's the summer. You, you haven't been... Yeah, it's the summer. You haven't been vocal. I haven't been as written, but right. still vocal. The new microphone obviously has been a great hit with the fans. Uh, I would not do that. Uh, don't tap it. Sorry, if he just blew <laughs> out your eardrums. Don't care. Um, no, you should care, Matt. They're the ones that make this thing happen. Thank you for listening, by the way. But let's get right into it: the chronicles of Matt and his explorations of fancy golf courses. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe that that'll be a separate pod for another time. I but would let's like get that. let's get back into baseball. So it's been two weeks since the All Star break ended. Since we last talked about baseball, we've done two Game of Thrones shows. Thank you for the feedback on that, but. In the last two weeks, post-All-Star break, Matt, let's get into our usual business, hot and cold teams. Who's been hot to you? Who's been cold? A lot of this affects what's going to happen the next couple days right. with the trade deadline. I so would pr- agree.
1: I think the team that's been hot that's going to affect the trade deadline is going to be the Kansas City Royals. The winners are seven in a row, eight and ten in their last ten, eight and two in their last ten, excuse me. They're up. They're just two back in the division against the, what we thought would be powerhouse Indians, who, by the way, in their own right, are on a five-game winning streak. But the reason I think this is, not only are they a hot team, this is going to affect the trade deadline. They've got a number of guys, such as as Lorenzo Cain, Mike Moustakis, um, Eric Hosmer, who were potential trade chips and now probably won't be. Because they're back in the hunt for the division and for a wild card spot, so that'll affect the trade deadline. They've been playing really, really good baseball, uh, which has been really impressive to watch. Uh, you know, Hosmer over the last month of July is batting .333. Uh, we've seen a lot of guys kind of turn around. Brandon Moss is batting a cool uh, two ninety-six, which is big for him. Guy that you maybe uh, uh, maybe thought would be traded as well. So a number of guys that you thought would be traded from the Royals, big time hitting prospects. A hitting, sorry, hitting stars in the M- MLB have probably been taken off the market, which is why I think we can discuss this not only in next week's pod but now. This is more of a pitching market in terms of the trade deadline, so we won't really get into that now. But they're my hot team for the week, playing great baseball. Um, you know, Jordy, I don't know, I don't know who was your hot
0: team of the week. My hot team and me, Greg and Stevie G, kind of, kind of saw this coming, but it's the Cubs. The Cubs came out firing. Six and zero on the road out of the All-Star break. It's nice though when you have that good of a lineup that's been slumping, and it's kind of the joke the you can make about the Phillies for National League teams. But they played the Orioles, who have almost as bad of a starting pitching core as the Phillies. <laughs> And it was exactly what they needed. We were starting to see Chris Bryant play better. Ben Zobrist has been playing a lot better. And all of a sudden, the Cubs are right in the thick of it in the NL Central. The Brewers, have we'll get to them. I'm sure one of us will uh, discuss them. But they're only a half game back as of right now at about 9 o'clock on Wednesday night. Uh, So games on Wednesday have not finished. Um, But... I mean, I, I mean, it's it's pretty awesome to see they, they entered into the All-Star break on a, a pretty cold note with a run differential that I think was flat, if not a little red. They're now plus 26 on it, uh, and certainly trending in the right direction. Uh, but it, it's exciting to see. Um, you know, I think their pitching starting to get a little tight. They obviously traded for Jose Quintana, which has been great for them, and it's a great trade for both teams. Uh, but I think they they're not done yet, but we'll get to them at the trade deadline. But... Let's go right into cold teams. I kind of hit the hit that nail on the head, uh, or at least on mine. So I'll just go right into it. So Milwaukee Brewers, they've really come out poorly since the All Star break ended. Surprisingly, though, they did blank the Nationals last night, Tuesday night, right uh, in Washington. So that's uh, you know that's a big win, uh, curbing a, a pretty large slide. Uh, they're still three and seven in their last ten. Still a pretty nice run differential, but. That was sort of what we thought coming into the season as where could they stand in terms of the NL the NL Central. I think we mo- might have both had them in fourth, um, right? But I mean the the fact that they're lasting this long kind of brings up questions of should they buy? Can they buy? You know, you saw Lewis Brinson come up earlier this year. Can he be trade bait? I mean, do you want to make him that? He would necessarily impress. You'll. I mean, it's it's interesting to see. Right. I mean, I do think if they're the Brewers.
1: It's still tough to deal with the juggernaut that is the Cubs. Yeah. And and, and the Cardinals, are, I mean, so and the Pirates are good teams. Yeah. I think their decision is going to have to be, is it worth moving somebody to get a, make a, maybe a starting pitcher? So could they get one of the big names on the mark? Could they possibly get a Hugh Darvish or a Sonny Gray or a Justin Verlander? Those would have to be the decisions they would make. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think they expected this kind of year, so I'm not sure if it's in their best interest to go ahead and make a move. Um my cold team is a similar team to what you talked about before the season. We both thought that the Brewers would be fourth, probably not fifth, with the Reds in that division. I think we both agreed that the Minnesota Twins would be last in that in that tough AL Central. Yeah, uh, they 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 led for most of the season uh, up to this point. They were in first. Now we've seen them. Kind of take a step back. I think the big number there is that negative 72 run differential. So, yeah, I think we're kind of seeing the true twins. I don't mean that in a bad way because I think the fact that they showed that they could play early in the season, this is kind of where we're starting. Teams are becoming, you know, pitchers who maybe had a great start are starting to fade. So, we're but I, I still think it's a lot of positives for the twins. Uh, they've lost three in a row, they're now third in the division behind the Indians and the Royals. And I think it's just going to be really tough for them. To to go ahead and compete, um, and, and win, and win in the, and and win this division because of how good the Indians are and the Royals. I mean, Miguel Sano was a great surprise for them with his twenty three home runs in the season, but no one on that team is batting more than three hundred. That's a regular. So I think we're yeah. kind of seeing them fall back to earth here a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, I think you hit the nail right on the head. That's kind of what we expected out of them. That pitching staff. It's kind of like the Cubs. They have some older guys that pitched really well in the first half of the season. You couldn't necessarily think that they'd have the the grit, if you will, to stand up to a team like the Tigers, let alone the Indians. Of course, the Tigers really aren't in the thick of it. They're, they're really thrown around in the discussion of selling their eight and a half games back. Um, but that sort of stands as to where I think the Twins might end up, in a really poor slide on the back end. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, you can always turn it around. They are four and six in the last 10, but you know, I'm a big run differential guy. They're really bad at home too, which is unfortunate to see. Right. And that's, you know, that's never really what you want, want to do. Um, but let's, let's move on. That's our, you know, hot and hot and cold teams as we do every week for those new to the show, you picked up on us from game of Thrones. We do that. And then we move into player awards, um, but because this is the first time Matt's been on for a while, couldn't make the Megapod second second half interview, we're going to get his idea for awards, and I'm going to give my individual awards, which is what we normally do. So we'll kind of do them in, in conjunction. We'll look at MVP Watch and for Matt, and then our Roy Hobbs MVP of the week. Matt, we'll start start with you. Who, who do you see coming on top with well, the MVP trophies you know, in I, the NL and AL?
1: I think right now, if I had to vote, I don't know how you don't give it. This is both a this is a double award which we don't see ever. Is I don't know how you don't give it to Aaron Judge. Yeah, um, he's he's blowing you away. He's, he's batting in the high threes. He, he's leading the league in home runs and RB, RBIs. He's way up there, and he's he's affecting every game he plays. I think if if this other player had been healthy, and that's Mike Trout, I think he would be in the discussion here. Um, I just feel like I'm not sure how you. Don't give it to him. I think a really good back half of the season for Jose Altuve could possibly kind of ride him up into that discussion a little stronger. Um, But I think it's got to be Aaron Judge. I think it's impressive that a rookie can be playing this well. Not only is is it the home runs, but it's the batting average and just everything. Um, Now, obviously, we're getting into the the deep summer here. This is where rookies may struggle. So we'll see what happens. But, I mean, this first home run back from the— all Star Break was another bomb. So he'd be my picture for the A. He AM. broke stat cast. That's he, how big of a was. He did, I and mean, he's pretty yeah. impressive. I'm gonna give you my guy I think is gonna win, and he's also kind of a dark horse because of his name. In the NL? In the NL. And that's Paul Goldschmidt. Oh, I thought
0: you were gonna say someone else in that okay. division. All right. I'm
1: I'm a big I'm a big believer I, in I, like him. I, I don't I don't try to figure out who you're thinking of here. It's gotta be a Dodger.
0: No. No. No, no think about it. You're saying that you're saying a Diamondback because they don't get coverage. Who else in that division doesn't really get coverage? Think about it. They're the only other team that's on California.
1: Well, hold up. I'm blanking here. One sec. Oh, the
0: Rockies. Yeah. Are you thinking? Uh, wait, wait. Now, which my, one? My boy, Nolan Arenado. Well, he.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, he's and he's a come player. out
0: firing. He's not my Roy Hodge rookie cool. of the post All Star break. Right. But he's a Boss, it was all, I love the fact that he got the start how cool, in the All Star game as he deserved.
1: How cool would it be to see him and Goldschmidt, too small, small because I don't really think that Arizona is a small, but a two quote unquote small market teams guys going at it for the for the for the MVP. I mean, I, other than those two guys, I mean, Harper's you got might the be name. Able to give it to
0: Harper just on but name listen, alone. If, uh, if Kershaw wasn't, he hurt, was hurt a little bit. Kershaw Kershaw Kershaw's hurt now.
1: If somehow.
0: If Kershaw's lights out or Scherzer, yeah, that's the guy.
1: Because he's my well, while we're getting, he's my um, Cy Young choice for the NL. Oh, now. absolutely. If he goes hot and wins a whole bunch of games, we're gonna have a very big discussion because yeah. I mean he's been good. I think Kershaw's been just as good, but he's now hurt, so yeah. he's gonna lose like four to five weeks at least. I think it is now.
0: Yeah, I, I saw it was four to six is the the timeline. So I think you know four to five is definitely a a good. Actual estimate, uh, but that's, that's that's a great pick. Yeah. I like I like Goldschmidt. I mean, he we had even said that it, that because neither of us you had the the Diamondbacks third and I had the Rockies third behind the Dodgers and the injured Giants. So the Giants were we were terribly wrong on, <laughs> but I mean we both sort of threw out the ideas of who would you trade away, and it's nice that that the Diamondbacks don't have to do that because their lineup is gangbusters, and they added J.D. Martinez to an already pretty stellar lineup. And I think they're doing—they're they're sitting pretty right now. I mean, the 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 Dodgers might falter a bit with Kershaw hurt, but they still have a great rotation behind it. Right, right. But my uh, Roy Hobbs MVP of the two weeks since the All Star break—usually it's one week for new listeners—but it's going to be Jose Altuve. You mentioned it. I got the chance to see him live on Monday, which we'll get to when we get to the Phillies, but five, six bundle of joy. Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he, for one, I was pretty close and he's tiny as fuck, but he, um, he went four for four with a walk (laughs) and he got pulled from the game in the seventh inning for the one that speaks to the Phillies. But I mean, no matter where he's playing and I, I don't think Jose Altuve has ever played in Philadelphia. I need to check that. But they only play the Astros and Phillies only play each other once every three years because they never really get matched up outside of outside of when the NL East and AL, AL West play each other. And if it's like the NFL, which it kind of is, they rotate on you know the three year basis of where they play. So in other words, in 2014 they would have played in Houston, not in Philadelphia. So the fact that you're coming into this ballpark for the first time ever and you go in seven innings, of in seven innings. yes, he came up to the plate five times in seven innings, but four for four with a couple doubles. You're figuring out where to hit the ball, how to hit the ball, after a rain delay. I mean, that's just incredible to me. Another guy I'd throw out is Chris Taylor of the Dodgers. Not a big name because of the star power on that lineup, but he's doing really, really well. Both of them are batting incredibly well. Jose Altuve was above 500. He is, I think, in July above five hundred. but right. he was post All Star game above five hundred, and that fell to I think four, to about four eighty. Uh, but Taylor is above five hundred and is one of the best players in the league by far. Hits home runs, hits triples, hits doubles, really can do everything. Kind of a jack of all trades. I picked him up in fantasy in the middle of June, and he covers a lot of different position eligibility: first, second, shortstop, third, outfield. So literally, he's a utility player. sans catcher.
1: I, I gotta tell you, the Dodgers. I, I don't know what they've. I don't know how they've done this, but they are. I mean, you think about Jock Peterson last year. Yeah. Um, um, Corey Seager, uh, who's uh, probably a potential MVP candidate in a year or two. Cody Bellinger, who I'm gonna we're gonna speak about. It, I'm, yeah. I'm sure shortly. Uh, like they're, they they want to give away guys like they like, uh, um, uh, Ethier and uh, Yasel Puig. They are Matt so Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp, who's now who's now with the party, like. They're so loaded in their farm system, which is incredible. Now, I do think part of that is the ge- the geography of L.A. They, they get a lot of these guys coming from well, – they, well, they've gotten a couple. I'm thinking of Puig and um, uh, Julio Arias uh, as well. But they just pull these great prospects all the time who come up here and dominate, and it's impressive. They, to me, I mean, obviously I think we can both agree that they're the team to beat in the and the NL, while, yeah. the, while the Houston is the team to beat in the, um, the AL. Although I do think, while I love Houston's staff, I don't think they've got the big names that the Dodgers have, so I'd be more worried about picking Houston. But then again, the Cubs are still there. The Nationals are still there. But the Dodgers just have a farm system. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive to watch.
0: Yeah, it's incredible how they just churn out talent back to back. Yeah, I mean, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, I think you'd be be more cautionary to pick L.A. versus Houston. I think the fact that they aren't huge names on that staff isn't necessarily a big deal. McCullers fires; those guys are great, uh, regardless if they're household names. I mean, all you need is just that one run. You saw the Rays do it when they lost the Phillies. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean. You hit the nail on the head, I think. But let's move on. Cy Young, mm-hmm. you kind of hit the nail on the head with Scherzer. He's been dominant, and I think, really, with Kershaw going down, I think it's it's his to lose. Yeah,
1: I, I don't even know. I'm not even sure now if it's if it's going to be that close. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a bad way, because um, I, 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 that's how good he is. He's got 11 wins. He's like 2.26 ERA. He's got the chance. I mean, if he could blow away the second half and get over, get closer to 25. I mean, wow. We are really talking. We're really talking how impressive that would be. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he won it last year. I I think he wins it this year again, going away with with Kershaw injured. Um, other than that, I mean, who else really is there?
0: Yeah, um, there isn't uh, a lot in the National I League. I mean, we can talk the about A's a lot more. Right, intriguing.
1: the AL has even some so serious Chris Sale
0: is is it that's his to lose, but not as it's not as a mortal lock as Right, because uh,
1: Kuchel's there, so is Archer from the Rays. By the way, the Rays are a sneaky wildcard team right now.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, they're uh, in right th- well, now. they're in.
1: I, I just, I mean, I don't think people realize they're in. Go.
0: I didn't pause. realize Matt Kuchar was playing for the Houston Astros now. What did I say? Yeah, you said, you, well, said, you well, might have said Kuchel, but it's, uh, yeah, uh, I, okay. it's Keichel.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I apologize. Well, like, I watched a lot of golf this weekend.
0: It's true, the Braves And I
1: watched the dad, a.k.a. Matt Kuchar. Yeah. Come up just I don't even know if he came up short. He got beat, and yeah. I mean, he didn't lose it. Yeah. But we watched the greatness that is Jordan. Uh, of course, another Jordan that might be the best in his sport. Now I don't think he's the best ever at all. I did see that because yeah. his caddy went to him at one point during that. He went, he went and said, "Um, you know, you you belong with them." Yeah, that's what he said. But tell you something, if I could putt like Spieth, I'd be making a lot
0: of money. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean Rory. Let's quick nod for my boy Rory. He had a couple missed putts that he, did. he would have been close in contention on multiple days if he hadn't fallen off on Saturday. But
1: Well now he's second though. He is. In the second in the in the betting for the PGA because yeah. how well he played. I mean oh, yeah. I, I want to see somebody to battle Speith consistently. No.
0: I'm Rory one hundred percent. I know you are. Let's I'm get back con- to baseball. I mean, not even
1: un-American. Un-American. So you're gonna go from un-American Hold the phone. Un American to then talking about baseball. Speeth's from Texas. His dad went to Lehigh. Fun fact, by the way, did you know that Jordan Spieth's dad went to Lehigh?
0: I did know that. Yeah. His dad is friends with my ex-girlfriend's dad.
1: Well, you really – look, I, I like no. your I, – I really like your current girlfriend.
0: No, I didn't fuck that up. That, that girlfriend was crazy. Her dad was a little – Okay, but he was um, friends with Jordan Speed's dad. Before in they, moved to, they moved to Texas, though. You're right. Strange move, but yeah. I understand. Well, no, he was a chemical engineer. Oh, okay. Well, fine. You he's gotta, making I'm... bank from a Lehigh degree. Don't make Well, he's n- making bank. But now his son is making Lehigh. more bank, okay? Anyway, it's not un American to root for an individual golfer from another country. I think i would root against Rory in the
1: you would root Cup. Ag- you would root for Rory in the Ryder Cup? Uh... <laughs> no. No. You're no, sitting here in I'm front of me in a, bar, and a bar
0: stool. Sports. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold the phone. they're not a part of that affiliation,
1: but they're American to me.
0: Yeah, all right. So I'm just saying, I've okay. got, I've got
1: red, white, and blue on your shirt, and you're yeah. gonna root for Rory McIlroy in the Ryder Cup.
0: <laughs> I Woo! could reference. I could of of the the stool of Barstool and and their golf podcast had this discussion. But I'm not going to give them a plug. We're not in their network. Don't give them a plug, but I'm just saying it's tough. Well, look, anyway, on to baseball because that's what <laughs> we're here for. You're right. You're right. Um, I do think you're right that there's a little more of a race in in the AL. Chris Archer has played incredibly well. I am an owner of him in fantasy. I think he does very well for what he he does. Um and you know, I I think though, I think it's sales to lose, and it's he's still a couple steps ahead for it really to become an exciting race. Um, but I I do think that it's yeah. You know, I mean, the the Cy Young isn't going to be the most exciting race. I think same with the AL Rookie of the Year, we can kind of wrap that up. But the NL Rookie of the Year, for that matter, you and I talked about this off air. I think Cody Bellinger is. Is a big big name in it, um, but I, I think there's a, a legitimate conversation in the National League for you know Rookie of the Year. There definitely is in the American League, I think. But I don't know what do, what do you think?
1: I I I I think Bellinger. If it wasn't for Judge, who I think is running away with it at this point in the
0: yeah. AL. Regardless I mean, of how he started off post-all-star right. I think he's still he's, he's still a couple he's, he's still many steps he's ahead. He's nearly a mortal lock.
1: I think Bellinger I think Bellinger has it. I think he's he's got first of all he's got the star power being in LA and and that's important. And second of all he's a home run hitter. Yeah. Which once again as much as other parts of the game are so much more important are, are home run. Yeah, it, And he's also just like he doesn't even look that big. Like, he's in the home run derby with 6'7", Aaron Judge, and here's little Cody Bellinger, and he's smoking balls yeah. left and right. So, I still think it's his to lose. And, and I think it's by enough.
0: <sighs> no. I know, I, I, it's, it's hard because... Well, so, let's go to the A- the AL then. Because okay. Bellinger, I think, he's, he's, it's hard to pick against him because of how well he's played... I mean, we've given him constantly that praise, Mm -hmm. and he has the name. He had the moment in the All Star Game, or in the in the Home Run Derby, rather, with his dad. I mean, ESPN's plugging the fact that Bartolo Colon is pitching to him seventeen years after he pitched to his dad. (laughs) All of that stuff, Um, you know. But you know, there's a couple other guys you could throw out there. There's some of those pitchers in in Colorado. Um, that you could you could potentially throw in as dark horse candidates. Antonio,
1: his last name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Yeah, yeah, the Rocky yeah, we, guy, we don't right? need to
0: try to pronounce that. Um, but yeah I, yeah, I think you want to try to say it's going to be exciting because it's it's fun how young baseball is, and that was something that's been a theme of national baseball coverage in July. That baseball is very young. Who's the face of baseball? A lot of young faces. All right.
1: We all thought it was going to be. Harper. Harper, really, even over Trout, who I think is the best player in baseball, with oh, the injury. But I, I think you're right. I think Aaron Judge, as Bellinger's put his name yeah. out there to be a big face. John Carlos Stanton, I think, is already kind of was a face, but I think yeah. he's
0: more of a face now, which is good. I will say this, um, just quickly on this discussion. Um, when I was at the Phillies game the other night, there was a lot of people that were there in Phillies gear, in Astros gear, but a lot of people in World Baseball Classic gear for Whoa. Puerto Rico. So it was cool to see, I mean, like, that's kind of, we've, this is, our baseball, our podcast started during the World Baseball Classic, we both talked about how much we love it, same with Greg, and it was cool to kind of see that still spilling over. You don't really see that with the U.S., you know, since we're mentioning patriotism, and uh, our friends, hopefully they can be our friends at Barstool, Um, (laughs) but, you know, it was cool to see... I meant
1: the shirt more for the colors.
0: Yeah, the red, white, and blue golf polo. Um but still, we you know it's cool to see that there was there was that, and it's for all those different players that are on the team. So it's kind of to reiterate the the many faces of baseball. It's it's what baseball needs. Games young, it's healthy, good. But quickly to plug my, um, I think we both kind of agree it's Ben attendee's to lose in the AL. Uh, but to to her, no, judges. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. But but that, Ben attendee but, would be a good good argument. If judges fading. There's yeah, a guy that could, could really... Yeah, it. I mean, he, he's he um, been
1: fantastic at, and, and Yeah, I was
0: going, though, you win only one rule right. to make well, the conversation Right, fun. I think
1: Judge has a play or two in the... He's been... Benetendi's been really good in, on the defensive side yeah. of the ball. So Yeah, he's been...
0: I'd, I'd say he's been better than Judge. Judge, right. is, Judge is spotty. Not sp- spotty, relatively, on defense. But quickly to give my weekly awards, my post-All-Star... My two weeks since the All-Star break, um, Billy Chappell award for pitcher uh, is going to be Jacob DeGrom from the Mets. Ah. Nice to see him coming back around. The Mets, obviously, have had a very rough go at it. Uh, one uh, Sub-1 ERA is starting to read as 1.59 whip. Um, 22 strikeouts and 3 starts over 22 innings. Has won all 3 of the starts he's made. Another guy you could throw out there is James Paxton. Shout-out to the Seattle Mariners, who now only two games out of the second wildcard spot. Stevie G and I talked ourselves into being crazy that they could pull it off and, ma- and put themselves in the contention. And they're doing that, so props to us. Nice. Um, rookie of the two weeks, I would give it to... I'm going to give it to Josh Bell of the Pittsburgh Pirates.
1: Great pick.
0: Yeah, batting 333 11 ribbies. Uh, you could give it to a certain Philadelphia Philly, but we'll talk about him, uh, who I could argue is making a much better push at it. But we save the Phillies for the Phillies' talk. We
1: will, in a moment. Um,
0: in a moment, uh, just quickly to wrap up his stats, uh, only struck out 10 times in 48 at-bats, has no stolen bases, so not terribly quick for a second baseman, or not it's Josh Harrison, um, but still still a good addition to that lineup of a team that's still hanging in there in a tough et- uh, NL Central but, on to the Phillies talk. Matt, I've been to a few games since the last time we spoke. Um, you know, it's been a little better recently, post-All-Star break. Um, there are still a lot of holes, mainly in the pitching. I went, as I mentioned, on Monday night, got to see the Astros, which was a lot of fun. Uh, the, one of the best lineups in baseball. Uh, game got called in the middle of the fourth inning on a rain delay that looked like, from the cell they were showing us, could have only been 30 minutes. Ended up being nearly two hours. So as you might imagine, both starting pitchers got pulled. Not necessarily that Vince Velasquez was pitching lights out. He let up two home runs before then, but he still had some stuff that you could think, yeah, all right, he could go six innings. You know, we don't have to go into the into the bullpen just yet. And two hours makes an arm go dead for the day. Um, not a long recovery time to come back, but Nick Pinto comes in, pitches terribly for the Phillies. <laughs> right. uh, and he has been since call- sent down to the minors so that uh, Jake Thompson can come back up for the Phillies. Uh, but, I mean, that bullpen is really the the terrible portion of the team. And I referenced him in the rookie the Rookie of the Week talk, but Nick Williams... Since he got called up at the end of June, I mentioned it in the Megapod with Stevie G and Greg. Um, You know he's been great. He is. uh, He's looking like a great, great solution in the outfield. As that's at least the outfield is starting to clear itself up. First base is beginning an interesting conversation with prospects. And I mean Freddie Galvis isn't going away, and J.P. Crawford is slipping there right so i mean that that's basically where the where the crux to philly's talk comes from is when are they going to trade pat Nishak? great question what and where do these prospect battles sort of right. settle out to be and it's right. nice to see nick williams answer right. that question I mean, he, himself he rather than kind, someone else yeah, fade out
1: i know it's early but i think he looks like a regular for now
0: yeah he's a great swing
1: he does oh my god he's not necessarily a He's more of a line drive hitter than a tower power hitter, which is fine. We don't we don't need we we will get that later. Yeah. Um. I think. Uh. Well, if Herrera gets his head on right, which will be fantastic, and then you get Nick Williams, and then you get Aaron to continue to play well. You still got great prospects like yeah. Mickey Maniak in the minors. So now the number one Phillies prospect. That is, that is correct. Um, yeah. so you get guys like him and you have the pipeline as well if Herrera does not. I don't want to give up on Herrera. No, I don't either. I don't. I, I, don't I just at all. I think he needs to get his head on right. Um it's not that it's not the, it's not that he's a little bit arrogant and flamboyant. I don't have anything wrong with that. It's that he's doing it at bad times. Yeah. Um I think so so I love the outfield situation. I love There's
0: a lot of depth there, which right. is nice.
1: I think I think I think as much as I I like Tojo, I like Tommy Jones. I, I think he just gotta bring up um H- Hoskins, he, he's been playing too well not to have him up here. Yeah, in majors. I uh, I think the weird thing is we've we've got all these prospects who are supposed to be good that are now fading, and and our like our single A pitching with uh, six to uh, six to, uh, six to uh, uh, Sanchez. Yeah,
0: six to Sanchez leading
1: that charge. We've had some we've had some really great young 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 pitching prospects, which by the way isn't the worst thing in the world.
0: No, that's great. My big thing is I'd rather bring up batting prospects. Now. Now. Get
1: Crawford on this team. Because, honestly, he's fading in AAA. Let's say, you know what? Fine.
0: Figure it out up here. See, the only thing that I'd argue against that is throwing him to the Sharks in the majors is that Freddie Galvis has played pretty well since, since his shit start. And I know this from looking at his stats almost every day. <laughs> Seriously, I have him on my fantasy team because right. I thought, oh, I'm going to get some great value out of him because he's good for 15 to 20 homers. He's going to bat around 280. The team's not going to be, ter- aside from the top five got the top five guys aren't going to be terrible, and obviously two of them have stunk in Herrera and Franco, but Galvis has, he's been okay, and he adds some necessary power that's been missing on the front of Michael Franco on... Uh, Ho- uh Odo- Oh my God, Odoble Herrera. I almost combined his two names. You've gotten some of it from Tommy Joseph, but he stunk at the beginning of the year. So I absolutely agree. Hos- Hoskins comes up. Um, I'd say Dylan Cousins has to come up at some point. Um, I don't know about Alfaro because the kind of the I- platoon on Nap and and Rupp has right. been good.
1: And and I think there's a lot of wear and tear that comes with a catcher. So yeah. t- so I would limit that. I- I'm okay with Alfaro. I mean, if he wants to be a late-season call-up to get some at-bats, that's fine. But Yeah,
0: I'd see, I could see him being the—who um, was the one dude that came up for the Phillies that went, like, um, shit? He went. He was a catcher and went, like, in his first 10 at-bats in the majors, he hit, like, five homers. I could see Alfaro doing that. Right. We don't need to remember the name now, but, he yeah, it was, like, four years ago. I could see him doing that as a September call-up, being the third catcher on the team, getting some reps in with those AAA guys they call up for a spot start. Or for some bullpen sessions and kind of do what the Cubs did and pepper him in there. Um, great bat off the bench too, I'm sure. I don't right. know necessarily. Do is he fast? I don't know. No, I mean he's he's not slow. Yeah. Like like um, yeah, he's not catcher slow, but he's right. Not but I, he's fast. not no, he's not lightning fast. Um, but yeah, I mean the big thing at least with Alfaro and Hoskins is they're the minor league Bash Brothers, the new Bash Brothers, if you will. Right, right. Um, so there's there's that too. Uh, I mean the big thing is it's July 26th. So we have a month until September call ups start. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they go with it. It'll be interesting to see who they do trade. Nishak is the the ergo apparent uh, trade. He's got. I,
1: mean, I thing think against him. And I would say Howie Kendrick.
0: Yeah, I, you're probably I think just you get gonna something get small. For you're him. gonna get
1: middle of the road for both. Probably a yeah. little better if you can really get a contender that needs a kneeshack, Then maybe you get a little bit more. But I think, but if you're the Phillies, you go in division.
0: I, yeah, to the Nationals. I think with you Robertson say, going back to the Yankees, yeah. I think you could get somebody from the Nats. I, I think not you not say,
1: anybody. give me no, but Wait, give me, you, give me a, a single A starter.
0: Yeah, exactly. I,
1: I want pitching. Exactly pitching. I don't want anybody else in the bats. I want trade, pitching.
0: Trade now for later, um, and. They're already last in baseball. They're they're clawing their way back up to being to making that a conversation of who is the worst record. They're not even close in run differential, which is nice, at least in my mind. Um, they're fifth fifth to last in run different, five games back of dead to last. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I mean, there's that. They're coming. They're starting to claw their way back into it. Um, and yeah. So we, but let's let's sort of wrap things up. Quick uh, want to go yeah, give me talk.
1: A, give me a couple. Yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah,
0: so I, I did put this up on our Instagram account, but for those that don't follow us, go check it out, Thunderblog Sports on Insta and Facebook. Thunderblogsports.com, obviously, is the website. Uh, but this my stadium snack quickly was the hot dog of the month for the Phillies. The burger dog is what it was called. All beef hot dog with diced lettuce, tomato, onion on top of it with some Thousand Island dressing between the dog and the bun. Didn't think I'd like the Thousand Island dressing on the uh, on the hot dog, but it paid off. It paid off pretty well. It's basically a Big Mac and hot dog form.
1: I mean, that's that sounds lovely because I'll take a Big Mac in any form, really. Yeah. Once a year, at least. Yeah. But okay, we're gonna have to test this out.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. I think it'll still be around. I think we're gonna try to go Friday night uh, for Jordan Plews's seven. Quick plug on that. Happy birthday to me! Hell yeah! Um, and a little golf where I finally uh kick your ass again on the golf course.
1: You Know what? Why don't we just let the people know? We'll yeah. let the people know next week what happens in the golf course. Oh, we okay. will. We'll let yeah. it, we'll let them know.
0: We'll let them, you know, yeah. We'll let we'll let them know how bad that kicked your mm-hmm. ass. But quick beer corner. We are uh, of course drinking a beer while we pod. Uh, Matt is drinking on the Ithaca Beer Company Flower Power. Which I think we've actually written a beer corner post about, but I, I think remind the have. people what it what it is. Well, it's, it's a beautiful IPA. I've if, never seen it for sale in Pennsylvania. We yeah, Wegmans, we imp- baby. We had to import this from New York. <laughs> um, it
1: is it's it's a great looking IPA. Um, if you've never had the opportunity to visit Ithaca Brewery up in up in Ithaca by Cornell and. Um, Go
0: now because it's gonna get too icy for you to even get up there. I'll tell you by you what, November. Yeah.
1: But it is a beautiful facility up there, and and it is a fan- flower power is a great IPA. Uh, I w- I would say it's a, str- a, a stronger IPA. Kind of hits you in the face a little bit, but not in a bad way. No. The label looks real hippie, but don't be don't be. Going with the label, disguise what's actually happening in the bottle. It's a great looking IPA. They've got a number of really good beers up there as well, and it's a great visit if you're ever up some reason in the New, the Upstate New York area. But it's worth it's worth a stop through if you're ever in the area or visiting a good buddy in Cornell, oh. like like we
0: have done. Shout out to Alex, boys. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure, he's not listening, but if you are, we love you. Um, Bleacher creature, you might have seen this already, but uh, at the game I was at. Another guy that survived the two-hour rain delay by drinking, he uh, <laughs> was behind the left was on camera for left-handed batters, and everybody loved this guy. They were sending out tweets about him and how he still was going, double-fisting on camera, chugging his Budweisers, and you know he uh, he took advantage of that those fifteen minutes of fame. He really really plugged away at it. If you haven't seen it, it's really easy to find. But that's our bleacher creature. Of the week, um, of course, only in Philly, you know. Um, and just so you, just so all of you non-Eagles fans know, that's only a taste of what uh, what's coming for you.
1: Hell yeah! Oh yeah! I can't wait, baby! Can't wait! I will tell you, I'm looking forward to the the Tampa Yankees series this weekend. I, I know we're gonna jump in real quick, yeah. No, yeah! No, 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 I, great, I think, great segue. I think that's a, I mean, I think that's a big time. I think it's a big time series for those two teams as they continue to battle for. I mean. The, not only to continue to work in the division, but also for that wild card spot. So we'll see what kind of happens there. Uh, Jordy, do you have a, a series of the week?
0: Yeah, there's there's a couple that are actually pretty big on the, the minds of playoff hopefuls. I'll give two runner-ups. Um, one is going to be the uh, Rockies visiting the Nationals. It's got big, big implications if it's kind of a... a Put up or shut up game or series rather for the uh, see we're already getting into football football phrases but um, <laughs> for the Rockies if they can you know put up against the the Nationals it's huge of course they they can't do it it, it might start start being the uh, the end of the line for them I don't know necessarily if they're really they really want to sell anything they're certainly in a good spot uh, another honorary mention it for me at least is the Diamondbacks and the Cardinals. Oh, I think that has a really good shot of being a wild card preview. I would agree. I I really do. Um, I think both could make a push at it. I think the Brewers fade off a bit, and I think the Cubs win win the win the Central rather, and the Cardinals take that second or right. first. Especially with card. how
1: bad the NL East has been, minus yeah. the Nationals and well, the, the struggles East, of the Giants in yeah. the and the NL West and the Padres, me. of course. Right.
0: Um, but the the one I'm going to give it to is is going to be the Royals in Boston. Another put-up or shut-up. For the
1: Royals, I think. For the Royals. Especially, especially, right. Definitely
0: for the Royals. But it's big for the Red Sox, too. They're going to be facing Jason Vargas on Friday wow. night. Wow,
1: that's a big game.
0: And it's against David Price, who's had some really spotty spotty starts. He had that, that terrible news about him cursing at Dennis Eckersley on a plane. Right. Greg and I kind of covered it when it happened, and there wasn't really a ton of detail that came out. But it came out this week, and it, it doesn't look good for the Red Sox players. Um, but that that's a big game, I think especially with the Yankees playing the Rays. That's another one that, that could be huge, um, especially for wild-card implications. But I think if Tanaka comes out pounding, if he turns it on, I think that's only good stuff for the Yankees, and they're very good at home. Um, I think the Red Sox, it's, it's a bigger one to watch because it's right. more exciting, especially with that marquee starting pitching matchup. But obviously the big thing to watch out for, the trade deadline on Monday Watch out for our coverage of what we, what we, uh, what we we'll end up doing for it. Um, I mean, Matt, do you have any guys that you think are locks to get thrown to get uh, dealt somewhere? You
1: know, I, 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 I think one of the three big pitchers. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be Verlander, and I think it's going to take a lot to get you Darvish. I think Sonny Gray makes a lot of sense to me. Those are the big three guys that we could see on the move. Yeah. Um, so th- I-, I think it's going to be a pitching-heavy deadline, which it normally is anyway, especially in the reliever market.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that's that for me at least on a storyline mm-hmm. is how many relievers do go.
1: Right. I I think we're going to have a
0: lot. Yeah. I, I think.
1: Well. Yes, I think we're going to have a lot. Especially, like, you can get a guy like Nishak who can help your bullpen out for a mid-level prospect. Why not pull the trigger to help you get to over the hump? So, we'll see what happens. I think there's going to be a number of guys. Um, There's never as many as we want there to be. No. Uh, And there's never as many big deals as we want. I think one of those three starters, though, will go. And I can't wait to discuss it.
0: Quick question for you before we wrap things up. And maybe you can stew on it for the next Ah. time. Do you think the second wild card has affected the MLB trade deadline at all? Absolutely, 100%. Negatively or positively?
1: Positively. I think, I think so ups too. Ups the trade deadline, especially with that relievers, because all of a sudden yeah. you've got a team that, hey, look, you know what? We're not that far out. Because in the past, we've had two teams in the same division battle, 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 but they're super good. Yeah. And this time we have that, that second wild card. I think it's a huge deal. Yeah. I think it massively, in, in a good way for the sport.
0: Yeah, I think to kind of bookend how we talked about that article that came out uh, that talked about the, the Steven Strasburg effect. I think this is a good way to – that bookends it of right. that you're limiting pitchers, especially in the back end of the season, and you're becoming more and more reliant on bullpens. You saw the Indians nearly win the World Series on it. You saw the Cubs nearly lose the World Series on it. Bullpens matter. right? That's right. my big storyline. Look out for that. But That's going to do things for it. Nat's got to go play some hockey. Absolutely. I've got to go start moving <laughs> apartments, which is going to suck. But that does it for us hey, for the bullpen cart. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you, my man. All right. Thank we'll celebrate you. this weekend. Oh, yeah. All right. A axe throwing. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll, we'll have that. That'll be definite story time next time. So, yes. Oh. If any other reason, for those of you that are new baseball listeners, thank you for sticking it out. But come back for axe throwing stories because that's going to be awesome.
1: <laughs> and some great tr- tr- trade deadline coverage. discussion and coverage oh, that's yeah. upcoming.
0: But that'll do it for us. For Matty D, this is Jordy Cannell, the G-Man, saying goodnight. Thanks again, everybody.